Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, lovely people. It's so good to be here with you. Another week, another Present and Sober podcast. And um, we wanted to have a giggle this week, so we've decided to put together another podcast for our Reasons to be Alcohol-Free series. Um, These are always so well-received, and we we tend to have a giggle. I mean, Ellie did say, I can't remember exactly, we're aiming for funny and funny and something. So hopefully we've delivered the goods. And um, But, I mean, we did have a good giggle. We did have a good giggle. And uh, we did it a bit differently this time. So, yeah. yeah, excited to, uh, to to put this one out there. And hey, like, I just want to say to anyone who's been tuning into the recent podcasts, the the episode that we had on, on the fuck it button, so many people have reached out to me personally and Ellie and us, us together to say thank you and to say, and it's just so lovely to receive those messages and um, to anyone... So anyone who's uh, been impacted by by any of these episodes, you know, please do share them and please do leave us a review because um, that's how people find us, right? And um, we're we're so humbled by the fact that the podcast keeps growing and that more and more people are tuning in. And um, yeah, so spread the word, spread the love, and uh, I'll start waffling. Right, team, see you there. It's not suspect, actually, Mr. Sam. The reason I wanted to intro is I just wanted to say a big welcome to all of our new members in our massive, huge, gigantic Facebook group. So a big welcome to everybody in that group. And hopefully you've also tuned into the podcast and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride with us. There's so many exciting things going on in the background, which will present themselves at the right opportunity. Oh, that was clever. It was. Uh, I'm feeling very Alan today, very Alan Partridge. So I'm going to be channeling that. And the reason, the other reason I wanted to mention our new people is because we've in the past covered so th- this episode is going to be a follow-on from previous episodes where we've talked about the amazing things about being alcohol-free. So wherever you're at in your alcohol-free journey, there's going to be something in here for you, and it's likely to be we're, we're aiming for funny today, light oh, great. and oh, funny. Well, I, d- I mean, no pressure. You've Sam. set us up here. Crap. Mm. I mean, that look. Okay, well there we go, people. You heard it here. Let's see. It's gonna. We'll, we'll see if we can uh, follow through on that. But yeah, no, you're right. Like it's going to be wherever you are, if it's motivation, if it's a reminder, if it's like any of that, like we'll, we'll see if we can cover that. So what we're going to do, rather than what we've done before, which is pre-select or have a have a bit of a think about some amazing <laughs> things, we thought what we do is go back to a blog post I wrote ages ago, uh, 64 amazing things about being alcohol free. Now, I wrote this quite a few years ago now, um, and we thought we wouldn't look at it and then we'd look at it live and we'd go through and we'd see what I put on it and pull a few out and, and have yeah. a giggle and see, what's see what there. see what stands out. What stands right. out to us today? So go on then. Have you, have you, oh, I need to share. Oh, actually, I can't share my screen. I need to send this to you. Oh, um, my lord, it's happening live, people. Hang on We've a minute, some, some live. I'm going to send you a Facebook message. Oh, can you not pop it in the chat, mate? I suppose I could do, yeah. Just pop it in the chat. 
it's already you know, gone. It's, it's, it's terrible. When, it's when you've already got gone te- to you as a Facebook message. Sorry. Does me. anybody else have tech support that doesn't work very well? Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> that I that that dehumanized me. Oh right, I'm just gonna pick something. <gasps> oh, I've got a good one. Go on then. Improved skin number thirty nine. <laughs> Is it? Where's that? Hang on yeah. a minute. Tell me about your improved, improved skin, skin, Mr. Sam. It's a great way of phrasing it, isn't it? Well, I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is improved. A number of things improved. Hair was was one as well. It got what thicker. happened to your hair? It got thicker. My locks. <gasps> oh, and you, yeah, and you found a new shampoo that you like, haven't you? That was not back when this was written. It's not shampoo, no, actually. It's conditioner. Oh, sorry, condition. I get my shampoo from. I, I get my shampoo from Lush. We're not sponsored by Lush, by the way, but I like their stuff. I mean, you know, whatever. It's great, isn't it? I struggle um, with them because when you walk, it like if they're, they're usually in a shopping center, and are they? Well, they are. They are around my way yeah. in the shopping center, and whenever you get, you know, within, I don't know, fifty meter radius, you can start to smell it, and it's it's too it's way too strong for me. Oh, fair enough. I love it. It's like being in a bath bomb, isn't it? But, you know, anyway, mm. I, can't, I wouldn't want to hang out. I wouldn't if I was working in there. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't work in there. You'd have a headache. <laughs> Look at this with the light. I know. What's room. going on? It's, if please, it's please. like I'm being possessed. <laughs> yeah, go, go, they're having a seance. Go onto YouTube <laughs> and watch Sam in the it's dark. It's really weird. <laughs> um, well, well, whatever. Let's just see how we go. Um, brilliant. <laughs> Um, we do, I mean, we haven't barely spoken about what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Right, better hair. Oh, it's coming back. Oh, better hair, better hair, better skin. I bare mean, hair. I used to bear hair. Better, I better used hair. to when I um, drank a lot. Um, I would be, I would have, I'd be have spots and all sorts of things going on because your body's detoxifying, right? <laughs> well, there we go. You are, you asked. I'm telling you why I've written improved skin. You look younger. <laughs> How many times have we been told, oh, you look bloody 10 oh, years hell younger? Yeah. Like... If I, I see any pictures of me back as a drinker, I was saying this to somebody the other day, I, there was one that came up and, and I remember taking this picture with the kids thinking, like, thinking, oh, I look really nice in that picture. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, holy shit. My face is all bloated and inflamed. Like I, I had this constant, like, well, not, not like... um. Not like a massive balloon face, but like uh, clearly like inflamed. Yeah, Not, that's well. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't like I had this big red face, but it, it was puffy. It was really, really puffy. Mm. Um, and I, I had no idea that wasn't normal. Yeah, well, I mean that oh, inflammation is time. like that's a big part of this. I, if I look back on photos of me in my you know, I don't know, 15 in my early 20s or something, even then, you know, I'm not like a, it's the same thing. Like I'm relatively small, like, but I'm, there's like a, there's something about my features and my, and that I'm slight, yeah, I'm, I'm inflamed basically. I'm sort of weirdly puffed up. My features mm. are not the same. Mm. Um, and that, that changed really, really quickly. So um, yeah, yeah, it does. And it's, and it's, care. it's a wonderful thing. The the other thing that plays into this too is that I I used to have that terrible habit of like if I <clears throat> if I was drinking like usually for me it was trying to relax of an evening drinking wine and I'd do that thing of like I'd have a glass of wine and then oh go down a bit quick I'll have another one 
could easily polish off a bottle a night. Um, and what would happen is I'd usually, <laughs> I'd usually fall asleep on the sofa with a glass of wine in my hand, a beagle or two in my lap. And I'd do that thing of like, I'd like wake up with a start and throw my wine over the dog <laughs> right in the face. Dog's have like, some wine. Why, why have you done that to me? Um, and then I, and then I think, oh shit, like I need to, I need to get to bed. So I'd go up the stairs and it would be that thing of, we're back in the dark. It'd be that thing of, oh, can I be asked? Can I be asked to wash my face and exfoliate and put my face cream on and stuff? And sometimes, more often than not, I'd just be way too tired to bother with it. And and certainly, like, if I had a big night out, I mean, I've been known to go to sleep fully clothed with my outer coat on and boots the lot because I've oh, just mate. been in become yeah. comatose and so fish. sleeping in yeah sleeping in makeup was a regular thing they wake up in the morning i mean you look horrendous anyway exceptionally horrendous because you've got makeups splurged everywhere so one of the wonderful things about being alcohol free is not just that your skin improves and that you lose the inflammation your eyes look brighter your skin looks brighter all of that and and that you you you, when you said about detoxifying, like you genuinely, that that I, I don't know how to describe this, but you just feel so much like your skin, everything feels so much better because it's not, you know, you haven't got alcohol seeping out of your pores trying to be um, expelled from the body. And, and because you're not going to bed, like, I mean, still be tired, but I will go and I will wash my face properly and use a really nice cleanser. And, and actually it was one of the things that, I introduced as changing up my my evening schedule and ritual so that I had this night like, oh, I'll buy myself a nice facial cleanser and I'll use a nice face cream and I might put a little mask on, give myself a little mini facial. And yes, it's not the same as going and having a facial, but it's something to look forward to, you know, putting a nice aromatherapy oil on or having your little, I've got one of those misty diffuser things, you know, nice scent on and candlelight. No, like it's a really nice ritual to have. And of course, then your skin's even better because you've actually you're actually taking care of it. See, you chose this one because you just wanted to talk about oh skin. But I just know so much. It, hang on, I haven't even finished yet, oh, Mister Sam. There's then hell. then because you're not drinking bloody crap, and so for me, I drink so much water that that helps as well. Like we, none of us drinking. This is another subject altogether that we actually need to pen in. Um, we don't drink enough water. And so when you remove alcohol and if you start to get to the point where you're hydrating regularly, again, the impact to your skin, well, not just to your skin, all of your tissues, your bones, your, I think your bones, I'm not a scientist, but it must help <laughs> your muscles. Does it help? If you drink water, does it help your bones? Well, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that it's going to have an impact on that yeah. i mean uh, i mean i don't know we, we, we're gonna have to uh we'd have to explore that so let's maybe the scientists in the group could let us know yeah yeah mm. water bone relationship there we go yeah um mm. i do you know what else absolutely sucks you made me think about uh you know like going to bed with your makeup on do you know what else is rubbish did you used to go to bed with your makeup on no, no, no. This um, this made me think of something. I have actually, I have worn makeup a few times in my life. I just, it's a pain in the ass to get it off, so I couldn't, couldn't be bothered. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, but by the way, put your hands up in the Facebook group if you'd like to see Sam with a full face of makeup. No, that's something we can do. I, you, you, you'll sooner see me in my SpongeBob SquarePants hot pants than that, just because <laughs> I don't like 
yeah this is the one that i don't yeah i don't know i don't like things on on my skin i never have but i do anyway wake it falling asleep with your freaking contact lenses in because you're drunk and you've forgotten that they're in and then you wake up 12 hours later and you're like something's something's not right here um yeah don't do that that's that's not what does that feel like can you actually open your eyes properly it's very difficult um you know they're not supposed to be there are they i don't i've never worn contact lenses but that sounds grim yeah it's minging right so come on then do you know what i think you should pick them why not like this is great you can you can just you can just pick the ones that pretend that you're going to take the piss out of me but then pick the ones that you want to talk about like skincare oh tell me what this one's about increased stickability what one's that one number 52 increased stickability yeah sticking at shit you know doing commitment yeah like uh it's always been a bit of a thing of mine stickability i get overexcited go all in you know and then like salsa dancing yeah basically you know within within the space of a month i basically became and i became amazing and then i just thought well this is easy isn't it so i just stopped but no i'm joking i'm still obviously pants i went to like four but there we go things like that um i you know it's still like a bit of a stickability and i have my own sort of reasons for how my brain operates and stuff like that is a bit of a thing but it increased dramatically the moment that i stopped drinking my ability and also i think that's it's interwoven with you know if you go to the gym for example and you're not drinking like you keep fit like you get fit or you make gains and you keep them they don't just disappear because your body's Mm retaining that stuff and it's you know it's not focusing on processing alcohol so it's it's you know so you just you get more natural motivation you just get more natural um drive back and a want to do things so that's what i meant by stickability i'm mm. pretty sure mm. i can't I imagine it. it meant anything else it's like spider-man he's probably a bit stickier though when he's not at a at a mm. binge yeah. Not a binge. Can't imagine Spider-Man on a binge. Can't be good fly- for flying around cities on your webs, it's can it? Definite health and safety hazard, it's isn't it? Just hitting into buildings and stuff. Mm. Um, I, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot because what can so often happen, and we hear a lot in the groups that we coach and what have you, is that people suddenly find that they've got all this time. Ah, I've stopped yeah, drinking and I have all this time. So to be able to be intentional and to turn that towards something perhaps that you've always wanted to do and maybe you've thought ah I'll never get around to doing that or that's not possible for me or I'm too old or any of those things then it's a it's a great time to start to fill your calendar with things that you know can have you meeting all sorts of new people and picking up new skills and tell you what it's also really great with is it's like this rebuilding of trust with yourself Mm. where you commit to something and then you actually see it through. And as you said, you don't lose the gains. Like you just bank this, bank this stuff up. You know, we've we've talked a lot before about neuro neuroplasticity, you know, this process of, um, you know, where we create new thoughts, new beliefs, we take new action, build new habits like what a phenomenal thing that you can effectively rewire your brain. Like you can you can change the structure mm. within your brain. It's 
it's absolutely bloody amazing. Yeah. So to to be intentional about, hang on a minute, I've got all this time. I mean, for me, I, I didn't feel that massively just because of how many bloody children and dogs that I've got. However, however, um, you do you do notice, and, and certainly, you know, I, I think most people will be able to will will notice that like it's there is a difference when you're not just um buffering at the end of the day like I was you've got this expanse of time so it's like right what what am I going to do with that yeah and 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 there's also as your self-worth and self-esteem and you know and, and as we start to realize oh I deserve these things and as we start to build, build things that we're aligned with and these are all journeys like this is the this is the amazing stuff of the alcohol-free journey, right? Then you start allowing yourself to stick at things as you see success, for example. You're less likely to, I mean, we said we're going to record a whole episode on self-sabotage, but as those programs change and as you start to mm -hmm. shift and as you start to build confidence in who you are and what you're capable of and what you're bringing into the world, you're, you're, you're way less likely to innocently uh, and even subconsciously sabotage anything you may be doing. So you're going to stick at things more um, and you're going to see more, more success in that, in that sense. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really cool thing. Right. You're ready for my next favorite. Come on then. <clears throat> I've lost it. Hang on. We know that. What about what was, the, uh... it gone? Uh, this one, Number 53, people respecting my decisions and sharing their struggles with me. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess so this blog, I mean, where this all comes from was, well, you know, I wrote this. Um, so I've spoken about this a lot, but I had my that that 18, 19 month period alcohol free. And then I, I drank and everything I learned across those few months, I realized at the end of it, I got spat out and I was like, oh, my goodness me, like I. I've learned so much from that. I, I absolutely need to have some kind of self kind of therapy, some kind of th cathartic practice yeah. to bring this out of me. And the blog was that. So, so as I started to write this, um, I started being really clear about what had happened for me and what was going on. And with that honesty came authenticity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for, for whatever reason, the way I spoke about, you know, oh, I just don't drink or whatever I was saying or whatever words were coming out of my mouth, they were much more closely attuned to the truth of of me and mm. and and what had happened. So people stopped being like, for whatever reason, people stopped subconsciously picking up on this kind of like, they just knew, oh, this guy doesn't drink. Like mm. it was a really weird thing because back at the beginning, when I felt a bit wobbly and when I hadn't, you know, worked through a lot of the stuff that we talk about, people would kind of pick up on the oh, maybe I'm not going to. And then they'd be like, what? It's almost as if they'd be like, oh, well, well, you know, what about just one or whatever? And so I think that was playing into it. And also, you know, the the blog was reaching more people and people were sharing their struggles with me. And, and I can reflect back to when I first read, it was Holly Whitaker's blog that really, you know, I started reading that and it was like, whoa, like this is me, holy moly. And then And then you can't help but feel compelled to be like, Oh, I just want this person to know how meaningful this has been. I just want this person to know how wonderful it is to to be heard or to feel like you've got a friend when you feel like no one else gets it. And so I started getting those messages. And to be honest, that was probably the catalyst that led to me doing all the coaching and all of that kind of stuff because I realized like, oh, like you really can impact people. You can you can really make a difference in people's lives through writing or or coaching or whatever it happens to be. 
Mm. Yeah, for sure. And 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 it doesn't just stop there, does it? Because it's not just the individual's life that's impacted, but everybody that they're then in contact with afterwards. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty pretty huge. And this isn't just this isn't just about alcohol either. Like one of the the things that I've talked about. Much to the, um, I don't know, um, I suppose you've been a bit bewildered at times with my perimenopausal journey. I don't, I don't think Have I've been bewildered. I don't it? think I've enjoyed I mean, I think that would be, a, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the word I'd use. I'd say that I've been, you know, curious to to be there and, and help. And also aware that like, you know, I'm trying to, understand it to the best of my ability as I can as a you know as a bloke and all that and so yeah it's just been really curious and it's uh it's been but yeah I wouldn't say I wouldn't <laughs> say like I mean, like oh yeah <laughs> like yeah but it, but yeah it's very interesting and it, and it's and it's cool to hear it and um to understand a bit more about it mm. this is one of those things that I wasn't expecting quite so uh early on and obviously knew it was coming at some point, but you know, I I equally was not informed about perimenopause. I didn't realize it was the, the actually the ten years before, a ten year period before, or it can last up to ten years. The period before you um, uh, transition through menopause actually only lasts for a day, and then so you're either hmm. perimenopausal or postmenopausal. Um, so it, it's all kind of happened a little early for me. But it's one of the things that was hugely helpful to me. You know, we've had coach Wendy McCallum on our podcast before, and she was um, a big part of my educating myself around what was going on. And Sarah Bailey, who she, uh, so on Wendy's podcast, you can come across Sarah Bailey, who's a, a fantastic naturopathic doctor who I've worked with personally too. And that whole journey was facilitated by people being willing to talk about their own experience of what was happening to them and right now in the age group that I'm in I I'm constantly uh, in these situations where people will be talking about like the kind of symptoms and the things that are going on for them and they don't feel quite right and I could just you know keep quiet but that's not my nature. And so I just I openly talk and tell everybody about my perimenopausal struggles to not, not just normalize it, but just open up the conversation and allow people to have a perspective, like a shift like I had that then can take you on, right, oh, well, may, maybe I need to go and find out a bit more about this and here's some resources. And because we don't, we don't live in community in the way, certainly, you know, in my experience we don't live in the community um where that we might have done in the past and which i think some other um cultures certainly do where you know you're you're informed about these sort of st- and, and not just informed but these stages of life are revered you know as um it's like you know the 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 passages that you go through in your life and they're they're honored and respected and you know, here in um, the UK, I don't think we do a very good job of even informing people of what's going on with their their bodies and their hormones and that sort of thing. Oh, so, all, yeah. The, the, I, I just wanted to to say I didn't mean to you know hijack that as a on a 
on a women's wellness angle. But suffice to say that whatever, like it, it could be mental health, all of these things, we, you know, we, we, we're all so deeply connected and we all can relate to one another on multiple levels, but it takes somebody being brave enough and courageous enough to go first and to talk about stuff, whether it's alcohol, mental health, um, but men, men's, I'm just going to call them men's issues. I don't really know what they are. Men's issues, women's wellness, you know, like it, it takes the bravery, the, the, uh, that courageous step of not hiding, of going first and opening up a conversation and who knows where it leads, not just yeah. for yourself, but for the, the people around you. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I'm finding it being, you know, as we've been talking about in the background, I would really like to create a space for men to be able to understand like sacred feminine, sacred masculine, like what we're talking about as those yin and yang energies and how a space for a non-toxic space for men to be able to be emotional and not have to just kind of slip into like, you know, banter mode from when they were 15, 16 and actually heal and actually go on a journey. And, and it's funny because I think some people are kind of not with men's groups women's groups they'd like things to be completely or you know or non-binary groups or whatever groups right it's like but i think that there is something to be said for particularly with or from my perspective for men at the moment because the messages they've been given since they were kids there's something really powerful in in being part of this move to create safe spaces for men to be able to have that because then they're going to integrate with with women and 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 everybody better all people of all you know are are going to integrate better if we have those spaces where we can break down those walls so yeah i mean and that everything you're talking about like speaking up first about hormonal issues or speaking up first about you know that stuff or alcohol or we really turn them into we we turn them into these, like, we feel like we're on a little island a lot of the time. And actually they're very human. Like it's, I think we've spoken about this before, but once you realize that, um, blowing, I was so scared to talk about that. And then the moment you do it, everyone's like, Oh, I feel like that too. (laughs) It's like, Mm. it's Mm. such a common experience. It's so powerful to see that. I love it. So Mm. yeah, people Mm. sharing our struggles with each other Mm. and, uh, yeah. Awesome. And in fact, there's a bunch of stuff there that we're going to have to come back. Have you got a pen and paper? Are you writing down all of these subjects that we need to come you back You know to? me. I've got the memory of a sieve. So I've just put them in there and they'll be there, won't they? When when we mm. end this, they absolutely won't. I don't have a working memory. So um, what so am I writing down? <laughs> the, all the things. When, when, when you edit this, although we don't really edit much, I say we, like the royal we. God bless ma'am. <laughs> I'm really going off on a tangent here. Um, yeah, God bless the Queen, by the way. Uh, where on earth was I going? What was I, I doing? No Come idea. on, save me. What I'm going to, don't worry. I'm going to, we're t- talking about the sacred feminine, sacred masculine, talking oh, about that, talking about women's groups, talking about men's groups, blah, 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 all that. Don't worry. I got it. Right. right. I've, got, I've got it. Good. Whatever awesome. it is. Because we have got probably about five minutes to do this last one, which I think would be uh, a, a nice, amusing one to end on. Okay, come on then. Uh, although the, the way that you phrase this, it's slightly, it's the, the tone is, is, is not quite funny, but I'm sure we can make it funny. Where am I? 
Number five, no more turning over in the morning and being scared of the consequences of drunk texting. Yep. I mean, and, and, or even being scared of the consequences, like being paranoid about the the potential consequences for things that then you didn't actually send. So then you're like, you're there in that like time and you're like, oh God, what did I do? Blah, blah, blah. blah. William Porter talks about this, how you feel fucking like anxious and mad, even if you didn't do anything mad. You're like, oh, what did I do? And then you're like, oh God. And I would be like scared to look at my phone. I'd be like, I can't look, I can't look. And then at some point I'd, I'd look and it would either be, Oh, none of that. Way. Or or there would be the message mm. or but whatever. Have you, but have you ever had one of those where you've you've had the anxiety and then you've done the checks and balances and you're like, oh, no, phew, fucking hell. It's okay. And then later on, somebody goes, yeah, but. And then you actually find that you weren't okay. You just omitted and forgotten and or potentially in blackout mode. Bunch of stuff's happened. Don't remember it. Not only do you not remember it, you think you've got, you know, not you think you've got away with it. You think that there's nothing in the bag. And then later, at a later date, ooh, at a later date, somebody brings something, <laughs> wheels something out. Like, do you remember on Bullseye or are you too young for Bullseye? No, I mean, I, I, I know what you're talking about. used to wheel out at the end. Here's what you could have won. And they bring out the thing that you'd, oh, shit. Shit. Yeah, yeah not nice. And like, the not knowing this isn't nice. The knowing this isn't nice. And then the repeated, like, you know, I spoke about this, like a values hangover. If we do keep doing things that we really don't want to do from arguments to being promiscuous to whatever, like whatever it might be, it it builds up. We carry it. And normally we tend to shove it down with a bit more drinking and then fucking do it again. So, yeah. And that and, you know, that's that's not a thing. And the thing is, it's. To release that is wonderful. Right. We're not the people that we were like, we don't make our best decisions under the influence of alcohol. We just don't. And and uh, releasing any shame that we may have around those things is is a massive part of the journey. Um, but yeah, like to not wake up like, oh, man, what a horrible thing to exist, like to wake up and, and have those and to be free of that. How nice. And what a wonderful mm. thing to be free of. Mm. But it it calls on the flip side. It does call for something else, doesn't it? It calls for the radical responsibility that we talk about and it calls for truth telling because we don't have the you know like you can't say oh oh yeah the the thing that you've said or done it's like oh yeah but that was you know that was coming out of the mouth of a inebriated person it's like you, you have to stand behind your true self your authenticity and that's a wonderful thing, like a fantastic thing, but it, it's, it, it takes some bravery and some courage and it can be a bit alien to us because we haven't necessarily been living in that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it does us any favors to kind of have this old oh, things that happen when we're drinking, like they're in this different kind of category. Like we're, we're not operating with our, you know, we're not regulating our emotions and we're not, we're, our impulse control is all out. We're not behaving from our true self when we're drunk but it also is not helpful to then disassociate from whatever is going on um staring it in the face and being courageous enough to accept like ah you know Mm -hmm. this is and that's that's a part of it that's a part of it um and yeah i mean i I mean that's such a wonderful thing like the mornings i mean i I just love the morning like my favorite Mm -hmm. time of the day without 
without a shadow. I mean, I love I love all the day, but mornings are just fab. I love them. And um, yeah, I love mornings too. Yeah. Um, so do you want to do you want to wheel out your own speed boat and let anybody know the worst thing that you did drunk texting then? I know. Well, I mean, must, I, must I can tell one. I can tell you a morning when I woke up and I had a feeling and I was like, shit. And then my partner at the time, she rolled over and she looked at me and then she rolled over the other way. I didn't look at me anymore. And I was like, what? Um, so I I did slowly. So she then sort of told me what had happened. And, you know, to be fair, I don't know if it was quite, I think she was probably quite embarrassed. So I think obviously that was part of the energy charge. I think a lot of people um, had laughed <laughs> about what had happened. But um, yeah, I basically went round town with my mate who I hadn't seen for ages, uh, got outrageously drunk. I can't, I'm like after the, you know, black Russians or whatever, it was, I can't remember what we were drinking, whatever. It just disappears. And then we, we wandered into an open mic night and <laughs> I proceeded to decide, I decided <laughs> so well, that it would it? be a great idea for me to do a set so <laughs> not, not take a, a seat assess. well i take a seat and uh starts quite well i would imagine i don't know um what, but quite quickly what, i basically can't play guitar because i'm so drunk but i think pink I, I think it was pink floyd or something i was attempting to play comfortably numb by pink floyd what great <laughs> irony <laughs> uncomfortably fucked up so i was trying to play um then i basically so whoever that people found this quite funny, it, it carried on a bit. I basically was saying that the I think I don't know. This is what has been what's the word really? back to me is that I would kept going on about how the guitar wasn't tuned, bada 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 bada, and then in the end, <laughs> it, 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 the, the crescendo was me standing on the stool, basically calling the entire pub a some not very nice word. You're all a bunch of. I won't repeat the word. <laughs> And then me just like walking off out did of you, the did place. Did you smash the guitar? I, I have no idea. Leaving my friend there, leaving my dignity there, and <laughs> and just and probably leaving my partner there, and then walking home. Um, so then, yeah, I had the walk of shame in, back in a rage to apologise to the owner of the pub, who happened Aww. to be a friend of mine. Well, I, I mean, I didn't think I was going to be allowed back. He happened to think it was one of the funniest things that had ever happened. <laughs> That's besides the point. It was ridiculous. Like that, that, I mean, I can't like these kinds of things. I'm like, and that was like day, that was like weekly shit, you know, that kind of ridiculous crap that we do. Um, I don't know. That was the one that came to mind. Are you not, are you not going to wheel one of yours out? Oh god, I'd have to think about it. I said this yesterday. That's a great I don't, that, isn't it? I don't. I don't have any freaking memory. Well, I only I have that memory because someone told <laughs> well, me. It, so here's here's something that used to happen on a regular basis. I used. I thought I had some kind of narcolepsy because I used to just fall asleep all the time. So when I'd have been, I don't know, nineteen or twenty at university, and I was living with my dear friend, and it was like the end of the week and have a blowout this Friday night a lot bunch of people coming round and uh have you heard of a thing called Centurion Challenge? I have. So we were doing Centurion Challenge and we kind of started off just literally about five minutes before people arrived. 
So it's, I don't know, seven o'clock in the evening. And um, <laughs> we were in the front room and we had whatever the drink was at the time that was part of this Centurion Challenge. And my flatmate, my busy mate, goes to the door to answer first first folks arriving. He came back and I was sparkle. I was asleep. <laughs> that was it. Done. And I probably resurfaced about eleven o'clock later on. I mean, you... It's like how do you fall how do you fall I've only been to the front door. How do you fall asleep in that period of time? Or your buddy was basically like, give me what I need, I suppose. Yeah, I mean the thing it like we laugh about these things, but as we were talking about that, I actually got a flutter of the memory of like what it's like to oh, yeah. think back to that and to do something like that in a blackout or to do something like that. I mean, ugh, it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. horrible. It's just highly embarrassing. And you know me, like I, if I feel compelled to in front of a group of people, I'd happily hop on a chair and 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 do something like if i'm drawn to do that i'd do that if i was taken by it like it's not about the action it's not about but the fact that you know wow wow that we so anyway to be free of that to be free of all that feeling and all of that collected feeling and 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 all of that stuff is is really really nice and uh yeah, I'm so glad that the challenges and the wacky and the wild things that I'm doing now, and when people go to me, I can't believe you did that. That's incredible. It's it's oh, because of yeah. achievements and and yeah. effort and and bringing something I love into the world, like this podcast, rather than I don't know, <laughs> Fall, falling asleep while somebody goes to answer the kissing door. somewhere I shouldn't have done or something. You know, like that's I'd rather I don't really want those badges. Thank you very much. You can keep them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the shittest girl guide uniform ever. <laughs> Just what the, the the like collected the badges, the, the yeah badge collection. Well, there's not there's nothing, and and yeah, I think the that's one way that we've kind of twisted it is that we've made them kind of like badges of honor, and even the language that we use, you know, how how bad was that hangover? That kind of like, nah, it's not about mm. that. Life's not about that. Mm. Whatever journey you're on, you know, whether you're on a journey of moderation or whatever, like limit, like stopping or limiting that shit. I mean, there's only stuff to be gained from that. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell right. yeah. Right. My tummy's about to get involved. So you might want to press the stop button before it gets. No, it's, 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 careful. You'll need a new hip. Oh, I got told off. off the other day for what did I do the other day? I was making a smoothie and you told me off. He licked the bloody blade. He licked oh, no. the blade. Who, who does that? Me. Who does that? I live life on the edge. Right. That was a pun. Ellie Crowe did it. was a terrible pun. Right, Love you bro. all. Let's go. Bye. That's great. So there we go. Not much else to say other than have an amazing week. And if you found this funny and if you know anyone who you think it's going to be helpful uh, for two, I struggled to find the language there, please do share the love give them a nudge and let them know to uh, to tune in all right team see you soon